Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Kreitz with Fort McMurray Matters. And today I have a very special guest, Daniel Sunderland. Born and raised, I believe, in Fort McMurray. Feel free to correct me. And now, first-time Olympian. How's it going? Uh, I'm well. And I am born and raised in Fort McMurray. Born. Unbelievable. I love that. I love that. Uh, so where where are we catching you at right now? Um, currently, I'm in uh, Kelsterbach, which is right outside of Frankfurt. And it's just a holding area um, until we leave for China in a day. Wow. Okay. And so when, when did you leave Canada and what brought you here to just outside Frankfurt? Um, I was in Canada competing up until Christmas. And then I came to uh, Europe to compete in the final World Cup, which was in uh, San Moritz, Switzerland. And um, now we're just sort of holding in Germany um, before we had to China. We were going to come back to Canada, but there was um, some COVID scare, so we stayed here. Yeah, no, that definitely checks out. Yeah, I was chatting with former McMurray's other Olympian, Brooke Voigt, just uh, on Friday. And yeah, kind of, uh, they're all in like different kind of situations where she's in Whistler right now waiting to kind of fly over. So it's interesting to see how the different teams kind of do it just based on the schedules. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so we always like to get to know the person first, born and raised in Fort McMurray. Like, what areas did you grow up in? What schools did you go to? Yeah, shout out to Thickwood Heights. Shout out to uh, Sycamore Place. You know, I'm a Thickwood. It was where I was uh, born and raised, I guess. Well, not born, but raised. <laughs> uh, I lived on the same street for my entire life. Uh, I went to Westwood. Shout out to the Trojans. Shout out to graduating class 2007. Um, and then I left uh, Fort McMurray in 2007 when I graduated, and I went to U of A um, for university. Very solid. And then growing up, like you said, um, what did you like to do? Was bobsledding ever at like the front of mind, or did you do like other sports that just translated well? Absolutely had no clue about bobsled um, growing up. Growing up, I played a lot of, you know, school sports, like I think a lot of people did, a little bit of hockey, a little bit of soccer. Um, I never really liked team sports as a kid because I didn't understand them. Um, and then I, I rode a lot of uh, mountain bikes, actually, in Port Mac and, um, and you know, skied when I could. I didn't get into bobsled or the sports that would really translate uh, until later in life Mm -hmm. and then just looking through uh your instagram just recently it looks like lifting lifting was is a huge part of your life is that kind of how it translated did someone approach you um yeah i I started lifting after i graduated university um because i was like fat you know from uh just drinking a bunch of beer in university (laughs) and uh basically I remember I was at Easter dinner with my family and my, my grandma said, Hey, you're looking a little bit larger than usual. Grandma with the shots. (laughs) Well, you know, yeah, that's how, that's how they keep you in check. And then I, um, I was like, Oh, well, I'm going to join the bobsled team because this was in 2014 right after we had sort of watched the winter Olympics that year. 
and I knew that all the bobsledders are also kind of fat. So um, I just Googled how to join yeah. the team and tried out. And through some various process, like I had to join the Alberta team um, and then just progressed that way. God, what a success story. I'd love to see a movie made after that. Just from the start, from Grandma, Grandma calling you a little chubby to be like, you know what, Grandma? One day I'm going to be on the bobsled team. That's right. So Boom. really fueled by spite. But uh, in the end, in the end, it all worked out. Yeah. Yeah. And then learning, learning the sport from scratch, did you find it like tough or were you like, you know what, just get a good start and, and then hope for the best kind of thing? Or what was that like learning the whole process of bobsledding? I feel like people will tell you that bobsled is hard, but like, I don't drive it. I just like push and then get in. It's super easy. It's super easy to learn. Yeah, so you know? you're like the muscle kind of at the back. You're just like, okay, we just need the fastest start possible and then get skinny. That's that's exactly it, you know? I just push it <laughs> and get in. It's it's pretty easy. Just don't screw that up and you're good to go. Yeah. Is it a thrill going that fast? How, what speeds do you touch when you... Um, the fastest tracks are actually Whistler, where you might even go 155 in, in a four-man. Um, certainly, certainly faster than 150. And uh, Moritz is pretty fast too. So those are the top ends. Mm-hmm. It's not a thrill. It's super uncomfortable. Really? Yeah, yeah. So you're just balled up, and you're just like, I can't wait for this like two minutes or whatever it takes to be over. Yeah, you you know you watch Cool Runnings and they're in the bathtub. You know, kind of, <laughs> kind of. It's not like that. You you get in and then you fold yourself in half and just get, you know, shaken around for a while. Yeah. Once again, joining me, Daniel Sunderland, off to his first Olympic. He's born and raised in uh, Fort McMurray. He's going to be doing the bobsledding, which is absolutely terrific. Taking our first break here, and then we'll hop right back into the conversation. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hartigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Sean Kreitz. Thank you so much for tuning in this afternoon. I am joined with uh, Daniel Sunderland, born and raised in Fort McMurray. He is off to his very first Winter Olympics for the bobsled. Uh, When did, like, through, from 2014 and through the process of learning everything, did it hit you at one point, like, okay, I said I was going to make the Olympic team, but, like, holy crap, it might actually happen. Mm, I was really close, um, actually, in for the Korea Olympics. I even went to the Korean uh, test event the season before. Uh, so I had that feeling a bit there, but it didn't work out for me that year. Um, and I just decided to come back two years ago, and I, I felt like I was always it was always a, a very real possibility that I could go. So... And this year things worked out, so yeah, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. The vibe I'm getting from you is like super, super chill here. So I'm very curious about your answer to this. Where were you, and like, what was your reaction when you got the news that you were going to Beijing? Was it like amazing, or you just like cool? You know, this is this is a long time coming, kind of. Um, uh, we were in uh, another German town called Koenigsee. And it was mixed because, unfortunately, my roommate at the time, who I'd done a lot of races with, was named as Spare, which is still a great achievement, but it cuts a little bit to not be named, you know, to the, the Olympic team. So uh, I was I was elated, but at the same time, um, you know, I also felt for my teammate who 
who didn't um, get the same news that I did. So I would say it was mixed. Yeah, I guess you put uh, you put all the work in together, and then for not to go together, yeah. it's a little rough. Um, I imagine I will really feel, you know, something special at the games. Because um, even now, we're just kind of waiting for these flights, waiting not to get COVID, waiting for all these things, and ho- hopefully it all works out. Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna bring up just the challenges of COVID. So, what has it been like since twenty twenty? Um, the challenges with just like competitions and training and that sort of sense. Um, just a lot of a lot of uh, you know bubbles, so called bubbles, <laughs> and a lot of COVID tests. Oh. We were in China at the beginning of the year, and we had a COVID test up the nose every day, <laughs> and we were there for you know a month. So oh boy just grown to a part of it basically and then like so right now you're just you're just playing the waiting game and get to beijing is the main goal and nothing else correct correct we've shipped all our sleds the whole team is here uh we're 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 heading to china on the 26th and and then once we're there uh we we kind of kind of get back into the sport and we enter the olympic bubble which so we'll be a little less on edge Okay, there you go. Just kind of get there. Uh, for Team Canada, how many te- do they got? Three teams qualified. Is that what I saw yeah, for four so four men? For the men, for the men, there's uh, three full teams, which is a pretty huge achievement because only two nations get that quota of sleds, um, and uh, we're uh, we're one of them. So that's good. Wow. And then what's what's the goal for for your team? Do you guys feel like you can go all the way? Gold? Is it like? Is that what you, obviously that's probably what you're you know, striving you for? Know. Uh, I think that we have a good team this year, and uh, we've we've been to China already. I think that we can have, we can put up a good show. Certainly, we have three sleds, and 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 all of them can can succeed. Amazing. So, was the competition within Canada to make the team? Would you say just as fierce as like getting to the Olympics? Like, do you feel like you're competing so hard against your own like kind of squads that like you're ready for the best come the Olympics? Yeah, almost. We've I had a very hard year. My team did, uh, um, with just at the at the preseason. You know, you had a uh, you had to secure your spot against other Canadians. That was hard. And then there were other people that were coming in throughout the year um, that were you know a threat to your position, but they're also your teammates. So that's sort of a weird um, environment to be in. And uh, we were on the North America's Cup, which was a, a one of the better ways to to get a third sled, and it was it was a lot of work and a lot of races in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. So we're ready. I mean, uh, the Olympics now is just it's going to be a piece of cake. And once again, we're joined with Daniel Sunderland off to the Winter Olympics, born and raised right here in Fort McMurray. Uh, he's doing the bobsled. My name's Sean. Thank you so much for tuning in to Fort McMurray Matters. Uh, just have a little bit left with Daniel Sunderland. We're going to take our second break here, and then we'll be right back. We're back to Fort McMurray Matters. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. And we're back with Fort McMurray Matters. Good afternoon. I'm Sean Craig. And joined with first-time Olympian from Fort McMurray, born and raised, Daniel Sunderland. Now, we've been talking a lot about bobsledding. Uh, how can people get in 
to bobsledding? Like, what would you recommend? Like, I've, I've always heard, like, former football players, they have that lower body that's just, like, built for it. Like, you did lifting. Is there a certain way that people can be like, oh, you know what, bobsledding, I'm going to give that a go? You know what? There is some uh, some kind of easy ways to do it if you're not, uh, you know, a CFL player. Um, <laughs> they're in Alberta. They're in Calgary. There's the Alberta Bobsled um association alberta bobsleds association sorry and they hold they hold uh ice house days and open open training sessions and you know if you can get to the ice house and and push the sled a few times uh you can you know that's that's probably the, the path unfortunately the the track in calgary is uh the top half has been demolished for expansion for cop but um there still is a large sliding community in calgary so if that's that's what you want to do there's tryouts and there's uh the alberta bobsled association has a sliding days so nice now i want to get into maybe a little bit of like a, a pre a pre-run routine um how do you get ready are you are you with the squad are you pumping each other up do you got headphones in are you listening to like music motivational podcasts or are you just like a little bit of a psychopath and alone with your own thoughts a little bit mm-hmm. i think it varies for a lot of people for me we go to the track together, uh, we get the sled sort of ready, and then um, about an hour before you go, you start to warm up. Uh, I listen to music and just try to get a good warm up in. Sometimes I talk to my teammates, you know, try to get, try to say some, some speeches or something, but they always come out ridiculous. And then uh, when it's time to push, I like to, I like to yell a lot. <laughs> which not everyone likes, but I don't really care about that. And uh, there we go. You think we're, we're going to get some grunts for, through the TV when we when we see you uh, getting ready to go? Yeah, probably. Nice. That's what, we're, that's what we love. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, what about uh, favorite foods? Now, you saying that you were kind of on the, <laughs> like your grandma was saying, what do you love to eat? Is there like a specific thing during training or is like Bob sudden it's like, you know what you eat that because we need you to kind of bulk and get like that strength. Yeah. Right now I'm trying to maintain a pretty heavy body weight. So pretty much anything, but like, I like to eat in Germany, lots of schnitzel, you know, <laughs> yeah, lots of schnitzel cordon bleu. That's good. <laughs> anything high protein really. Yeah. And then, Barbs to fill out the rest of the calories. Nice. Where, where is bobsledding uh, taking you all around the world? Mm, mostly Germany, but I've been to Switzerland and I've been to China and Korea and uh, Austria and America. So nice. What, what would so. you say? Uh, what place do you like the most that it's taking you? That you're just like, damn, I didn't know this like really existed. I think I think Switzerland is is probably my favorite. Uh, uh, stop. The track there is not artificially refrigerated. It's um, sort of built out of, like, hand built out of snow still. Nice. Um, so it's a very surreal experience going down that track. Uh, and the landscape is very beautiful uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, how often uh, do you get to, to come back to Fort McMurray or is Bob's that just kind of like, kind of kept you away? You know, a bit? I, unfortunately, I haven't been back. To Fort McMurray since a few years after I graduated. My parents uh, retired the same time that I graduated, and they moved to uh, BC, like a lot of retired Fort McMurrayites. Yeah, and I, I haven't really had uh, a good reason to go back there, which is uh, unfortunate. 
Yeah, no, it's all good. Uh, do you remember, like, back when you were here going through, like, high school or just, like, younger years, any of, like, the, the sort of, like, places that you love to visit, whether it was, like, food places or just anything in general? What kind of memories pop up for you? Shout out to Joma's. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out to Uncle Bill's. I don't know if those places are still there. I was like, Uncle Bill's. Out. I've only been here for, like, just under a year. I don't think so. Um, Joma's know, is a staple, regular. though. A regular, a regular guy in high school and and, and um, you know elementary school in in uh, in Fort McMurray spent a lot of time in the woods behind my house, which is probably all burned down now, which is very sad. Mm-hmm. Uh, spent a lot of time in like you know the Birchwood area, hanging yeah. out in the woods a lot. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nothing, nothing mischief going on either. Just total saint. No, riding bikes, you know, staying safe, staying out of trouble, I promise. That's right, that's right. Uh, anything else you would like to add um, to anyone listening right now? You know, I don't think so. I think that Fort Murray was a good place to grow up. I still I still uh, uh, tell people that I had a great a great time in Fort Murray growing up. What's the, what's the reaction when you tell when you got a bobsledder from Fort McMurray? What is the reaction when people say, like, oh, you're from Fort McMurray? You're like, what? People, you know, people like to maybe uh, look down on Fort Mac a little bit, and then I just, you know, I give them the, <laughs> I give them the, I give them the, you better watch yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Thank you so much for taking the time here, Daniel. Uh, best of luck. Stay safe. And uh, I can't wait to, to watch you on the telly and hopefully bring home that gold. Hey, thanks a lot for having me. Daniel Sunderland, everyone, born and raised Fort McMurray. He is off to his very first Winter Olympics, uh, part of a four-team bobsled. Canada has three teams in there for the four-team bobsled on the men's side, uh, and he is part of one of those one of those teams. So cannot wait for these Olympics. First, you got Daniel Sunderland bobsled, and then just uh, the other day we interviewed Brooke Voigt. Uh, she's off to her center, second Winter Olympics for the snowboarding, for both slope style and for for Big Air. So Fort McMurray, very well represented in the Winter Olympics. That's all the time we have for on today's episode of Fort McMurray. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to catch the full episode, you can always go on over to our website, hit the news tab on the drop down. There's going to be Fort McMurray Matters. You will find the full webs- or full episode posted right there. You can also go on to your uh, Google Play Store, get your podcast right there, or you can also go to the Apple Podcasts and look up Fort McMurray Matters there as well. The full episodes uh, and all of them will be listed under there. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sean Kreitz. This is Fort McMurray Matters, and uh, we'll talk again. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at Mix1037FM.com. Brought to you by Colin Hardigan of Coldwell Banker Fort McMurray, Cooper & Company Law Firm, and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix1037.